0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss MM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bedoff. Thank you guys so much for being here as we do each and every Tuesday night across our social media platforms. Joining me tonight, we have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and guys, happy to be here. I'm glad you guys are both with me, although you were both late this evening. Uh, I was too. right on time. <laughs> Sir, not, I got no link. That is bull crap because Jacob got the link and he was on the same exact email. I got nothing. I've been sitting I, here since eight forty-five. I blame your email, then. Earl. I sent the link out at seven fifty-two.
1: Jacob got it, so I blame the sender. <laughs> well, if Jacob got it, how did you not get it? That's the question. Then, how do you know Jacob got it? Because Jacob so, is I on was the, was the
0: show. There you go. that's how i know that jacob got it but uh no, i do appreciate you guys being here we've got a lot to get to this evening uh but before we do jump into the meat and potatoes of our show this week and jacob's on the phone i'm gonna throw it to jacob because jacob wanted to do the burning question this week but jacob's on the phone so earl i'm gonna ask you straight off the bat how would you rate SummerSlam on, uh
1: from saturday evening definitely a solid eight and a half
2: three and a half oh sorry
1: <laughs> okay two vastly
0: different scores on the on that rating for so much and as you Saturday. can
1: see if you can look at the private chat there is a, a homage to oh, there's a private chat the quotes all right. <laughs> there you go as soon as i was um, muted right. and we had 28 seconds the only thing i can think of is damn it count faster <laughs>
0: Yeah, Saturday was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't watch the USO match. I really what didn't care too much about that one. Uh, plus, I was getting the boys in bed at the time. So, but I did watch the rest of it, and I have to say that it was an enjoyable premium event over on Peacock. Um, Earl, what's your takeaway from SummerSlam on Saturday? And I know Jacob. Jacob had a very big question about Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my takeaway is. It was a good show. I mean, I was hoping for a, a certain return that didn't happen, but it's okay. Um, but overall, I like I said, a solid eight and a half.
2: So did Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar live up to the hype? Yes. Okay. Was it, so you enjoyed it?
1: Spoiler alert to whoever hasn't watched SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar brings out a fucking tractor. How much more enjoyable can that be?
2: Well, I, I, so I I've, I have other friends that are into wrestling, believe it or not. And
1: uh, wait, you I have was other getting, friends.
2: Yeah, I know exactly. Hold on, hold getting, on, hold on,
1: hold on. I do believe the text was
2: pictures, or it's not true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll show you. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Facebook friends, Facebook friends. Uh, so not real friends, but they had both of them got it both of them had different feelings on the uh main event there so just wanted to get your thoughts on it so my thoughts thoughts on the main event my thoughts
1: on the main event was it lives up to the hype don't go wrong i mean brock lesnar driving brock lesnar driving out a fucking tractor and practically flipping the ring um that was interesting I've never seen that in my life. Um, But the brutality of it, I mean, it was well scripted out. Um, Do I think that the Usos had to get involved for Roman Reigns to win? No. I really don't. Um, I think Roman Reigns could have won cleanly and made it more of a solidified win. But that's that's okay because that's who the Usos are. So it's whatever um i was happy that theory didn't cash in and in fact got his ass whooped before trying to um and now on to clash at the castle in september so yeah we're gonna we're gonna
0: get to that here just but i do have a a question about that but yeah watching the that main event particularly on saturday i mean i enjoyed all the matches that i saw i felt like the pat mcafee one was a lot of fun i felt like um the 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 Mysterio match was was a lot of fun, uh. As for, you know the return of Edge. I thought for half a second that Kane was going to come out when the lights went down, but of course, you know, Kane showed up later. Um, but yeah, watching that main event, watching the tractor come Kane? down. Wait, Kane showed up? Yeah, yeah. Mayor Kane showed up. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, he announced the attendance as but Jacob. 48- Jacob okay. obviously
0: doesn't know this. But Kane is the mayor of one of a city in Tennessee,
2: Knoxville, actually, Tennessee. Yeah, I think I did know that, but i i think i blocked it out of my mind for some reason
0: yeah he's a he's a mayor of knoxville so yeah um but yeah i saw that tractor come out i thought for sure they would use the tractor to pin one of them so i was I, happy they didn't yeah I, I really was i was glad that they didn't because i felt like that would have been kind of a cop-out you know um but yeah i guess you see theory come in and i'm glad theory didn't have anything to do with anything uh glad to see him lose both opportunities, basically uh but yeah that, that well, Brock, no, he's, he still has his well, opportunity no, I, yeah no I know he does but like basically him not get the opportunity you know but yeah I, I you know seeing the way that the Brock uh Roman match ended I thought that was it was really entertaining um
1: great it was a great it was a lot of fun to watch I really enjoyed it it lived up to its hype of sports entertainment yeah it really did that's for sure
0: uh, so going on to Clash at the Castle, this is a pay-per-view that I don't think we've ever seen before, at least in terms of no, title. So,
1: so this is also the first time ever that WWE has done a live, okay. premium live event or pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, in England or in the English territories. Um, well, like 20
0: years or something, 20, 30 years, right? Ever. Ever? Okay. I know they're saying it's yeah, the first they, time they've
1: been over there and uh, something about like since like the 90s. But Yeah, it's the first time they've been over there. Okay. But the last time they were there, it wasn't a premium event or a pay-per-view. Um, it was Take just a... a and cut piece. I don't know what the fuck's playing on my phone, but <laughs> um, it just r- randomly started playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's the first ever live premium live event or pay-per-view to be in the English territories um and i am pretty excited for it
0: yeah it sounds like it's gonna be interesting all i know so far is that seth freaking rollins is trying to start some beef with roman it sounds like and you've got roman and drew mcintyre set to be the the title card for that um or the title the, the the main the main event i should say for that for that card so looking at clash at the castle i mean number one how big of a deal is this in terms of wwe and their exposure particularly in the uk and do you think this is a match
1: where Drew gets over on Roman? Uh, so it is a very big deal, um, especially for exposure, especially for the post Vince era. Um, with it being Triple H in charge, you can definitely tell someone else is in charge. Uh, especially if you watched Raw last night. Um, do I think Drew gets over on Roman? that's hard to say Drew's a very talented athlete um, he's built like a freaking stone um, and his sword angela is freaking incredible but no I don't think drew gets over on Roman reigns okay all right and, and so I've, there was one moment during the during the
0: premium event on Saturday where I sent a text on our group chat and you didn't want spoilers. Cause I guess you were in
1: town for whatever reason, instead of watching your, your premium live event. Dude. Um, <laughs> I was on a date night with my wife across the street <laughs> from your freaking apartment. You
2: have talked
1: about SummerSlam for like a month. I know, I know. And I had a job fair Saturday morning till two. One of my buddies told me about horse racing, live horse racing, which my wife has been wanting to go to forever. And it was just happening to happen on Saturday night. So I decided, Hey, let's go to horse racing. And so we went to horse racing. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Date night with your wife.
2: Next time you go, let me know or I'll I'll go with you. I would have come. I'd have thrown down a couple bucks. Like my stepdad owned racehorses for a little while. When we, when him and my mom first got together. Oh, fascinating stuff fascinating stuff so it's it's every wednesday saturday and
1: sunday obviously i won't be going to the saturday one because there's soccer this saturday mm-hmm. um i won't be going to sunday because it's sunday and it happens late at night and i have work monday morning um so it happen maybe it goes to like 11 o'clock at
2: night what's up harry um Harry, how you doing bud that, that doesn't mean you have to stay till 11 o'clock at night
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yes
0: um. <laughs> it's almost horse racing, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Harry, I'm—I sh- don't know how much you got around town when you were here, but there's actually a, a racetrack um, right down the road from from my apartment. Uh, they do live horse races there, and they do uh, show different races from around the country as well. So, uh, that's what we're talking about. Hey, uh, Earl and his wife were there on a date uh, last weekend. So,
1: can we uh, not talk about the different races from other other uh, other horse ra- other? Sure, is. we won't bring that
2: up. Um, uh, but anyway, so, it's 10 minutes in, and we finally saw a stroke Earl. Um, <laughs> so that, that's a new record. Um, but I did want to
0: ask you, Earl. So there were. Uh, so I mentioned something about some walkouts after the Bianca-Becky uh, Lynch match. And so I'm curious. I didn't know who, who any of those those other competitors were that came out. And apparently, it turned into a thing on Monday night as well. I guess P- Becky Lynch now has an injury. That's going to keep out for an extended period of time. So, who are these walkouts and does that
1: what significance does that have? So, first off, let's address the Becky Lynch injury where she separated her shoulder 20 minutes before the match ended Mm -hmm. and still competed with the separated shoulder. So, that's that's just incredible there on on that note. Um, the ones that walked out the first one was Bailey. Um, Bailey. Um, Harry, by the way, um, I will. Harry, fight I you know Trish I... Stratus. That's what I know. I don't know Bailey. So Harry, when I see you ever, I will fight you
2: for misspelling Bailey's name. Um, uh, because it's not <laughs> B-A-I-L-E-Y. So you'll fight him for misspelling it, but you won't fight Seth for not knowing who she, I even know who she is. And I don't have anything to do with wrestling. No, ignorance is bliss. So
1: it's all right. Um, just I know, like Alexa, Alexa bliss. My point. <laughs> Um, so the first one was Bailey and Jay, uh, Harry, I do love you for knowing who Bailey is. Um, she was one of the greatest women's champions in the modern era. Um, and I say modern era being post Chris Stratus and Lita, um, that decade. Okay. Um, she's one of the greatest ones. She is also the host of Ding Dong Hello. It's a, it's one of the, uh, shows that are. Segments that they have on Raw. Um, It's pretty entertaining. Uh, She's also my future ex-wife. Just for everyone listening. Um, And then the other one was. Io Shirai. um, Who changed her name overnight. To Io Sky. Um, She is a Japanese wrestler. um, She's a Japanese wrestler. Who was just. She's incredible. She's high flying. She's very energetic. She's a fun one to watch. And then the other one was Dakota Kai, who was a decent um, competitor for NXT. Um, she's one of the Triple H favorites, so obviously she she picked up she picked up the the call up for sure. Um, and to answer Harry's question, Lita or Trish? Lita. So it depends on what kind of match. If we're going in the non-PG era, in the like brown panties match or the mud wrestling match, I got Trish all day. But if we're going just a regular ring match, then Lita.
0: All right. So yeah, I so I think I kind of answered all the questions that I had. Um, I'm glad we got to do a little bit of a postmortem on SummerSlam. As Earl mentioned, next up is Clash at the Castle in September. That's going to be a lot of the, fun to see what happens.
2: The correct answer, by the way, is Stacy Keibler. But going on. Ooh.
0: <laughs> that that's not a bad shot right there. But you know, I grew up in the era of Miss Elizabeth, so you know. God, <laughs> he grew up in the era of fabulous Mula.
1: Fabulous fabulous <laughs> oh man, um, kids! For those of you who don't know, fabulous Mula. Um, just Google it. Um, Don't. She is... <laughs> don't. She, Lita was extremely good. Mula was I, one was of the greatest wrestlers ever. Um, and she's also the child bearer to Mark Henry's kid. Um, for those of you who don't oh, know who God. Mark Henry is. Oh, that storyline was just terrible. <laughs> No <laughs> of my life is all fucked. <laughs> I grew up in a terrible time where I saw Schnitzky punt a kid. Yeah. Great times. And we can move on to talk about soccer that, if you guys want. That
2: sentence uh, literally just come out on this podcast. Yes. Punt a kid was was literally just said on this podcast. Yeah,
0: that was the thing. Um, but yeah, all said we can't go ahead and move on. And and uh so that is our, our wrestle talk for this week. We probably won't talk so, anything.
2: So we can talk about something very unenjoyable from the weekend is what you're saying.
0: Yes, yes, Yes. we can. Um, So, Jacob, I know you had a question over in our group chat, so we'll throw this week's burning question over to you that you can present it to uh, everyone on the show this week. Okay,
2: that works. I was going to work it into talking about the team, but uh, have the new guys lived up to the hype uh, or lack thereof uh, when we sign them? Uh, Have they exceeded or met or not exceeded your expectations when then signing was announced?
1: I
0: mean, I'll, I'll jump in on this one first for me. I feel like that's good
2: because Earl was asleep. Apparently.
0: Yeah, obviously. Um, a- Harry yes it actually it actually is and we will we will get to that um here in just a little bit because we we all have some uh some thoughts. We have some
2: thoughts Harry. Yeah. We have we some have thoughts some very, on how that match went on
0: Saturday. Notice, uh, or on Sunday I
2: should say. Notice I was drinking water today instead of a whiskey sour because I feel like if I had a whiskey sour or two um something might get broken.
0: Yeah, yeah no we we definitely have some thoughts on that Harry. We will get to that here in just a second. Um for me I feel like Guys like will and Alexi and Je- and Justin have outperformed the expectations that we had. Um, will, especially, will has been absolutely fantastic for us this year. Um I feel like he's a guy that's he's come in. he's stepped into multiple roles. he filled he's filled, you know, filled in at the back. He's played the midfield now. Um, he's a guy that I was excited for coming into the season when we saw that signing, but I feel like he's outperformed. Uh, the expectations that I had, uh, Justin Portillo's done well. I feel like Alexi, in in his limited time that he's had, he's done well also. And I feel like we've seen some growth from him from preseason to now, and I think he's a guy that I would like to see over the next couple seasons remain with the with the black and yellow and continue to develop alongside Will and and Kalen and get some more opportunities. Um, Nico, Nico's been fine. He's had he's had moments of brilliance. He's had moments where he's had some issues. I feel like Preston is probably the only one that I haven't seen enough out of to say that he's lived up to the expectations. He's Um, Jerome, he's done well. I'd say he's done well in the time that he's had. Um, obviously people have given him some stick for being a little bit of a shithouser, um you know but he's inserted himself into matches he's he's been a presence up top and he's drawn the attention of defenders and and it's worked to our advantage uh at times and so i feel like he's been given the opportunity stepped in and he's done well uh what i have liked to have seen him score more goals obviously but you know Part of his role, alongside the pacey guys like Preston and Nico, and now that we have Amando back in the fold, is he's going to be there more for that holdup style of play and to draw the attention and and get and create open space inside the box for other areas. And he's done well at that.
2: Earl, um,
1: Alrighty.
2: moving on. Uh-
1: Carry on. That's 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 fine by me. So um, no, I I'm almost the same as death. I mean, there has been some, some inconsistencies in the midfield, um, but overall, there's oh dear God, Robert. Uh, but overall, it's a pretty decent showing for the new guys that have came in. That have came in. Um, the only one that probably hasn't really lived up to the hype um is raddy i mean their team the heart of oaks said that he's one of their best players and we've seen him in maybe a handful of matches and when i say a handful i think four um i said i think four so fact checkers if you guys want to go and fact check that that'd be great now we'll um, go for
2: or Because i'm
1: pretty sure check, i don't know i'm checking it i'm pretty I, sure it's close because god
2: forbid we put out bad information uh, <laughs> I think, I think I know who that was a shot at, but I'm not sure. Um, yes,
0: that's absolutely. who's was a shot at here, Raddy okay. has six appearances and 227 okay. minutes played.
2: So not hmm. including the open cup. <clears throat> so I, I have to push back on Raddy a little bit just because he, the minutes necessarily haven't been there, but when he's been in there, I thought he has looked spectacular. Yeah. I thought he has been a game changer on the matches that he's been in there for, especially the two that he started want to say too, um right with, I, which I you're right like you you are right he has been a game
1: changer when he's in there but he's never there
2: but it's not i don't think so, it's because he's hurt it's because our back line has like if you look at the position that he plays which is kind of sugs's position you have Suggs, you have harry you have bruce you've got tete we've seen or yearwood we've seen up there a little bit you've got ratty um Portillo play that role a little bit, too. Yeah, so. I mean, we've, we just have a lot of bodies to play that role. Yeah, I think that's so, yeah, what Raddy's issue that's is. That's just... It's
1: just yeah. Right, he's, just, I, he's buried is what it is. Um, and that's what kind of bums me out and uh, chaps my height, I guess, for lack of better words, <laughs> is the fact that he was so hyped up by his club when he got loaned out. They're heartbroken and pissed off at him, whatever the case was, um, for being loaned out. But then he's only seen six six matches in. Where are we at? Seventeen games now. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Twenty. Right. We still so have twenty six, matches
0: played.
1: Yeah, six matches and twenty matches. Six matches. We six 21. appearances, and twenty matches played. So that's. That's where I'm at is the hype of Raddy not being utilized more is the mm-hmm. only thing that gets me.
0: Yeah, right. Raddy, has got that. I definitely want to see. you're right, Jacob is 21. But yeah, okay. I would love to see more of Raddy. Like Ratty has been fantastic in this time on the pitch. We saw him a couple of weeks ago just absolutely take over that left side of the pitch. And but yeah, it's just unfortunate, you know, because we have so many guys that can play on the left. Now I think Raddy has a little bit more versatility than those than a number of those guys. Um, he definitely has, I definitely think he has pace on Josh, um, and, and Harry, but, but yeah, it's just, you've got Justin and, and Josh and Harry and those guys have played so well down the left. It like gets hard to find opportunities to get Raddy in there. I think we'll see him this week. Um, in at least one of the two matches, um, because you know, obviously three matches in six days, it's a it's a great opportunity to get him in there because he's a guy he can he can deliver that ball in from the left too. We've seen him do it.
2: So so can we all agree that the three most important new additions have been Justin, Nico, and maybe Jerome? Who's the third? Will 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 duh, yeah. Are those three kind of the the three yeah. most important additions that we've made? I think so. so in terms of in
0: terms of the impact that they've had on yeah. the season, yeah.
2: So different question. Yeah, to,
1: to date, yes, those have been the three. Okay. Do I think Romario makes a bigger impact than what he did on this past weekend? Yeah, I I can hope so.
2: Yeah, Romario, we'll, we'll talk about him when we talk about the game, but um, who have been your three favorite additions, if they Ford. are different?
0: <laughs> Ford, dude, I love Ford. Uh, Ford has been a great addition. I feel like you know the, the couple of opportunities we've seen him; he's done really well. Leave um, it to
2: Seth to just come out of left field <laughs> with a backup <laughs> goalkeeper that has only played because of an injury to Dembakis and has played twice, twice in in non Open Cup games. Yeah, and and that is Seth's favorite. Dude, Ford he Ford is such a good addition. Like he
0: really is. Like he came in the preseason. Did well. He's done well in a few appearances he's had in competitive play for the club. I feel like, you know, he's a guy. If Alex is not with the club past this season, then Ford is a guy that I can see being between the sticks going forward. There's no way that it continues. Um, <laughs> Harry, uh, you don't think Alex stays or you don't think Alex goes.
2: I, I think if Alex goes, they go out and get another. Proven top tier usl goalkeeper because the aspirations for this club as you've as they've talked about ad nauseum the whole time that we've been a part of this has been championship yeah and i don't think they go in with ford as their main option to a season that they're trying to win a championship and that's nothing against ford he just he hasn't been proven and sometimes and you also, need to catch lightning in a bottle like that, but I don't think they do that. Yeah. I don't think they try. So for Harry's
1: comment about them needing a backup goalkeeper, if we have one, um, your name is not El Paso.
2: What is going on in El Paso, by the way? That's never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind.
1: Never mind, never mind. <laughs> we can we, we can get that. into that later if we you want.
2: But
0: um, Yeah. So Ford, uh, Ford's been a guy that I've really enjoyed. Alexi has
2: been a guy. I know he's not having, gotten a ton of minutes. Uh, but Alexi is a guy I've disappointed that's... in Alexi. Not so much... I mean, his performance has been solid. Mm-hmm. Not as good as I thought. It. Like, I thought when we signed him from Lu City that he was going to be a... everyday match-in-match-out 90-minute guy. Um, but again, he's and... just buried. Like, But I, I thought he was a step above everybody else and was going to come in. And so I guess it was an, it's an expectation thing with me. The expectation for me was that he was going to come in next to Kalen and just shut shit down. And those two positions, we weren't going to have to worry about rotating because they were just going to be freaking lock it in and forget it. And that hasn't been the case, which Part of it I think has been, you know, Yearwood and Tete and Seymour have kind of stepped up and, and in Seymour's case we didn't really think he was gonna be playing back there, but but uh that's where he ended up playing and, or playing some anyways, and and okay, awesome. And I don't know if Swahi was injured a little bit to begin in the year, because he we we saw him play what? Uh Ooh, the first Sorry, three real missions? quick,
0: Jacob. We have breaking news from uh Sombrero Man. Vin Scully has passed away.
2: Yeah, Vin Scully, Bill Russell. Who's the third? Nichelle Nichols. Who? I don't know who that is. Uhura from Star Trek. She she died yesterday too. No, but there'll, there'll be another sports related one. Wow. It happens in threes. Holy ca- yeah,
0: no. And I, I mean, for me, it's it's Lieutenant Uhura. But holy crap, Vin Scully. Like, I I hate the Dodgers, but. Like, I would listen to Vince Scully all, all day long. Like, Facts.
2: Well, holy shit. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, expect a third sports person to pass away tomorrow. Wow. It's just the way these things go, which kind of sucks. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that. But...
0: I want to see Ford against the Red Bulls. I really did. I want to see him. I feel like he, he, he could have gotten the start there, especially... With three matches in six days, but well I feel like this is Alex.
2: But. I feel like this is a a Philip Beigel Cody Mizell situation all over again. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. he, we were calling for him to be played every once in a while, and it just the the fact is that goalkeepers, unless there's an injury, they don't have a reason to rest. They don't yeah, run. That's true. They, they they don't get the leg use that everybody else does, aside from you know kicking the long ball every now and then. So they just they just keep playing them because why not? You got a you got a level A one starter. You're going to play them no matter what. Yeah. So I
1: I have to correct you on that because some goalkeepers do run. Um. I am pointing at you and looking directly at you, Evan Newton, who is notorious to be found at the midfield line.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question from from the Red Bulls game, but I'll save it till we get to the game. Uh, Earl, who has been your favorite offseason acquisition?
1: I'm going to steal yours and go with Nico.
2: How'd you know that was mine?
1: I I just know it. It actually isn't.
2: Yeah, Nico has brought... (laughs) Nico's
1: brought a spark to the offense that was lacking. I mean, he is... We'll talk about that later, Harry.
0: Um, Earl is trying to switch his allegiances,
2: apparently. No, I think sure. he just hates them so much. <laughs> he he hates El Paso as much as El Paso hates Seriously Loco.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. Oh, God. Anyways, so I, Nico. I'm curious, has
0: the club walked that back?
2: I <laughs> I have not been on Twitter the last couple of days, hardly at all. So, I do not know. I haven't seen anything, but I would love to see if they walk that back. Harry might that was maybe.
1: a that was a shot at seriously loco. You they <laughs> <probably> haven't <laughs> no not. Earl's not moving to El Paso. He is permanently grounded with the state of New Mexico um not only because I have a sixty seven hundred year mortgage, but I also have an a job with the state itself. so kind of
2: said. Harry said no, they have not walked back.
1: I
0: didn't I didn't think so, but why? yeah, that was just a freaking shot. Like
2: so anyway, I, I have to say
0: anyways, I don't I don't think that's something that Earl, I fucking hate it here. I fucking hate here. I don't oh, think that's that United or San Antonio would ever do. Like I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't know any any club outside of El Paso that would do something like that. I mean, Harry, have you ever heard any other club like or any like official from a club come out and say something along those lines? Because I know that I haven't,
1: but anyway, Earl, carry on with your No, 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 I'm I'm already done, so go ahead. <laughs> um just, sorry, I'll put we, it in we, we the we, chat. I feel we're like we're we've been derailed. Got, yeah, so. we all kind of got talked over a little bit
0: there. So um I mean, we, we've we've kind of beat around the bush a little bit when it comes to Saturday. We've talked about our favorite players. Saturday, obviously, New Mexico and I picked up a two one win on the road
2: at New York Red Bulls. 2. this and will be this will be the angriest victory podcast Jesus. you've ever heard from us or any other podcast I think I've ever seen.
0: No, I here I think you're absolutely right. Like this was so this is what we've seen from so, United all year. Earl, go ahead and kick us off of this. So before you get that far, do
2: we have to? Yes. Yes.
1: That's what I, we did. This I, I again, need what
2: we to, did. I need to vent. All right. So,
1: all right, here we go. Here we go. I don't know what the fuck I watched on Saturday night or yeah, it was Saturday. Sunday, oh, fuck was Sunday. Sunday. Sunday night, Sunday night. Um, cause Saturday was wrestling. And I was happy. Then Sunday I was watching United, which I'm usually happy watching. And I wasn't. And I actually texted guys. What the fuck was that? That I watched. Um, I personally think we did not play good. Uh, we were playing the bottom of the barrel. Like, they couldn't even scrape the dog shit off the bottom of the barrel. And yet, we only put up two goals on them. One of those goals being a stoppage time goal that we were kind of lucky to get anyway. Um, so the fact that it took 90 plus minutes to score two goals on a team that's only scored 10 goals all season... Was very frustrating to watch. And look at me, I did my homework, um, and I came up with the ten goals. Thank you, David, for the for the uh, the match notes because I did read those. Um, Does that mean you, you read said- them? I sure as fuck did. Holy crap! What are we doing to you, Earl?
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I took I took the next step. He's um, turning so into was, a
2: soulless I w- bastard.
1: I will. <laughs> Well, I mean, I had to clear some stuff on my email, so might as well watch that or read that. Um, so, yeah, so I was very confused why we were playing so poorly against the poorest team in the league right now. But I'm going to stop before I lose my mind. It is 9.37. I do want to sleep tonight without any heart issues. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Saturday was...
0: And I know we kind of texted about this back and forth on, on Sunday evening. I don't, we keep saying Saturday. We're so used to playing on Saturdays. But it was yeah. a Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon match for us. And, you know, Jacob, you kind of responded to Earl immediately. I, I started to type something out, and you, your response went through quicker, so I just stopped what I said. United played well in the first half. We just we absolutely right? dominated possession. We, we we look at that, you look at the attack going forward, we created opportunities, we shut down what they wanted to do. We had the rotations through the midfield and the back line.
1: So, and you could let, let me stop you there. Control the entire, you know, why we controlled the entire first half with possession. Earl, if you say back passes, because I'm we, didn't, meet you. we didn't leave the. the Fucking middle that's, half no, of our middle bullshit, half of the Earl. fucking pitch. That is bullshit. The, the very that is first fucking minute. bullshit. The very first minute was nothing but back passes. We didn't even think about the midline or attacking the goalie. Uh, Citronella. or Oh whatever my his name gosh, is.
2: Earl. No, no. This is, we this is a to terrible play, take. This is, such, to a take. This is such, a take. such a bad take. Keep
1: away with such a bad
2: Such a terrible no, take.
1: That's why we. Jambak has barely touched the Will you shut
2: your fucking snozzberry? How I went through that. I, I Earl, I let you finish, okay? I didn't mute you. I didn't kick you out. Like, I, I should I have. Um, I, almost,
1: I, I was expecting it. That's how I kept going. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, the first half, I thought we picked them apart. We created chance after chance. If there was at least two plays that... I I feel bad because I I'm so torn on Keith's but I always shit on him and I shit on him because there were at least two passes that he missed by quite a bit. That if he's at anywhere near close with those passes, it's three, nothing at halftime easy. The most obvious one was after we had scored the first one, there was another opportunity, a two on one, like two minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. And and he tried to cross it to Nico, which probably was the right play because Nico was wide open and seemed like he had acres of space to have put a pass that would have got the job done. And he literally kicked it right to the one defender that was between them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone back and rewatched. So maybe it was a tougher pass than than I'm imagining and remembering. But it was a play that I was just like, oh, my gosh. No, Harry, it wasn't possession without direction. That is Earl's take. And we all know how Earl's takes go. No, Earl, Earl's take is that was d- the direction was backwards. <laughs> fair. Because fair, <laughs> fair. it was. No, it wasn't, Earl. It was back and forth. It was tearing them apart. The way Red Bull press, you have to move the ball. Ping, 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 ping. It's in that middle to their their half. And that stretches them out, opens things up. And then you get that ball to Kiesa that we scored on. You get the ball to Kesavetter that we should have scored on. You get a ball to Bruce on the opposite side on a cr- on a switch that leaves him wide open. There are just time after time after time in that first half that we should have finished. We easily could have been up three or four nothing. And we yeah. really should have been. And, and they I were said just... at halftime, I said at halftime, and somebody on this podcast told me to stop being a pessimist. I and did. what happened? What happened? <laughs> they fucking scored.
0: Yes, no, like absolutely. And, and you mentioned opportunities. There, were all, there was also the opportunity where you had Nico and Jerome down two v one again. Nico or Nico's out on the left, Jerome on the right. Jerome opted to shoot the ball instead of lay the yes. ball off to the left. Yes. It, like, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so there were ch- there were chance after chance after chance. I feel like he's better should have laid that ball off. I think Nico had a better pass. I think it would have put the goalkeeper out of position a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's just missed opportunities and then yes coming out into the second half red bulls like i i feel like not dropping a second or third goal in that first half really gave red bulls the confidence Say, hey look mm-hmm. we're still in this exactly and they and you we just looked absolutely freaking flat in the second half and red bulls look so much better up until about the 60th minute and mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, 60 70 okay. in there, then you start to see the subs coming in and you see it start to swing back to United's favor. But yeah, Red Bull's for about 15 15 20 minutes there to start the second half. They looked
2: really good, but it and, wasn't enough. And to be fair, I think United played very well aside from that stretch of, of Red Bull. Uh, domination there just come out of the second half the the problem was just that lack of the not even like the finishing it was just the lack of of touches the lack of good touches in the final third that just we had chances but we just couldn't convert those chances to go to shots even Mm -hmm. or or quality shots anyways and so i mean it's yeah you have robert saying that they've given up 43 goals this season we, I had talked about a stat last week before we came on, or when we were on last week before we played them, that they it would, they'd been outscored sixteen to one in their last five matches, mm-hmm. including a five nothing loss and a six nothing loss. And I thought, man, we it, the the teams that we have typically had trouble trouble scoring against have been the teams that pack it in, and that is not what Red Bull does. They do not pack it in at all. So I thought we could tear them apart. And when we did in the first half, but only had one goal to show for it, that's when the frustration, Well, I wasn't frustrated at that point. I was nervous. Mm. And then the second half started and that happened and I was pissed. And then we, by the time we finally started dominating again, I had, I was already, I was already too far upset. And, and the fact that we were able to get that winner is huge. I told my wife, my wife was laughing at me because I was a mess in that second half. And, uh, when we finally scored, I was excited, but I was angry. I was very angry and uh, she she was very confused as to why I was angry that we scored <laughs> yeah i I will say this you know I, I, it,
0: unfortunately, it took a while for that attacking mentality to get back. In, onto the pitch, you know, in the second half, but and I and I think a lot of that had to do with the insertion of Amando Moreno and Mario Williams, who in their limited time on the pitch on Saturday played really well. I felt like they did a lot of things good, and they were able to push the ball forward. Like you could see, even Amando's first few touches, like he looked comfortable on the ball, considering he you know just came back from an ACL injury, and I felt like he had opportunities going forward. And I really, really wish that they had given that PK to Amando. Like, I understand giving to Justin, but I really wish I'd given to Armando, you know, like coming back and give him an opportunity to, to, to get back on the score sheet, you know, and I feel like Justin's take on that penalty, was just so awful. It was the worst one I've ever seen him take. Um, but to see that the mentality and the fact that United didn't quit and you see us actually, because people have been complaining about how we just kind of sit back and let things happen. And we're just, we play for the draws and moments like that. We didn't, we kept pushing for, we kept looking for opportunities and uh, getting the opportunity there in the, in the 90, you know, in the first minute of stoppage time on the corner. I mean, great delivery by Justin, fantastic header by, by Will. Um, you know, and I, I feel like, I I I wish we had scored more. I felt like we should have scored more, but and like Harry said earlier, you know everyone's gonna have a crappy match. I mean this was a crappy twenty minutes that we've seen multiple times. It's not just an entirely crappy match, you know. It's it's something that we keep seeing. We can't figure out why they just come out flat at times, and I and I it's something that we have to fix going forward especially in these matches against teams like sacramento and miami the miami fc who are still looking to secure playoff positions
2: and now that being said all that negativity um we did end up coming away with three points we finished the month of july with 13 points through seven games unbeaten Uh, in july yeah which is almost a two uh two points per game rate which is which is pretty good um we're on pace now for 63 and a half points. If you, if you take our points per game for the first 21 games and you apply that to the next 13, do we get to 62? No,
0: no, I don't think we do. I think we end up somewhere in the 49 to 54 point range. Which is which will be safe, you know, safe enough for the playoffs. But I don't think we get to. he said sixty-two. I don't think we get there.
2: Earl, Earl, save me. Uh, yeah, I think
1: we do. I think we do. I will make a safe bet to say that we do, especially with the new additions that we have, uh, with Romario coming in, with Mondo coming back. Um, We now have a pretty deep striking core. Um, Our midfield is pretty deep as well. If you can include Nava coming back into the mix, you can get Sergio coming back in from injury. Um, Wehan coming back in um, and making an appearance. I mean, our midfield is pretty good. And then our back line, I mean, we still have only given up, what, 16 goals? 17 goals all season?
2: I think it might be 17 now. Nineteen. Oh, it's 19
1: now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we still gave up less than 20 goals all season and we're 21 games in. So I mean that's averaging one goal a game. So that's not too bad. Um so as long as we can score more than more than one goal a game, uh, or hold a shutout with zero and we only score one, I'm I'm okay with that. Um but yeah, I think we get to at least sixty two.
2: Okay. I I think we definitely finish. What did you say, Seth? 40, 49 to 54, 49. Okay. so so 10 more points. That's in 13 matches. I mean, if we do that, that's that's not going to be good enough. No. Well, it'll be good enough for the playoffs, but I don't think it's good
0: enough for the expectation on the season. I just we have a lot of playoff caliber clubs that we still have to face on schedule i believe it's nine out of 14 clubs uh nine out of 13 now at this point against playoff current playoff competitors um i just don't think we hit that 62 now i could see maybe stretching you know maybe you know 56 57 but i just i don't see 62 but we have
2: to be consistent though what's funny is that you say that and then every game that we pick from here on out, there's probably only like two that you say we don't win (laughs) in in the moment anyways. But uh, now I I think, I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule now and you got Memphis, but that's here. And Memphis hasn't been Memphis of old. You got Colorado Springs. We know the, the free fall there in, we got them twice actually Uh, El Paso here um I I'm not scared of El Paso San Antonio uh in San Antonio on the other hand that one's uh eh. and then loyal so I mean you the loyal in San Antonio games and then the sac Republic game and maybe Miami and maybe Memphis so that's five I'm like eh we should beat Los dos we should beat Monterey Bay we should at least split with switchbacks we should beat El Paso we should beat RGV we should beat Vegas. We got Galaxy again. I mean, it's it's a schedule that, yes, playoff teams are abound in it, but not playoff teams that I'm like confident will either be like I don't, I don't think El Paso is going to be in the playoffs coming the end of the year. Colorado Springs might not be the way they're going, and we've done fairly well against them in the past. So, I I understand where you're coming from, but I I think I think we get to sixty. 63, maybe, Um, but I I think for sure we get to 60. I think we finish with a home game, uh, a a playoff home game. Yeah,
0: I just, I have a hard time looking at it. You know, we we drew a Sacramento earlier in the year. Um, I feel like we didn't necessarily have a strong match uh, that night out. Uh, Miami, we've never played before. I haven't seen too much of them. I'm going to be watching them this week ahead of the match on Saturday. Um, Los Dos is going to Los Dos. We've got two matches with them. We've got two matches with Colorado. I know Harry says they're falling apart. Yes, Colorado Springs has been terrible uh, over the past uh, month, month and a half, and they just they did, they did just give up four to a Phoenix Rising side that is not back, people. Um, quit jumping all over Phoenix Rising's nuts for the foreseeable future. One win in a month and a half does not mean Phoenix rising is back. Um, Hey, hey. this is a family show. (laughs) Um, Memphis is going to be interesting. We should beat Monterey. Uh, I see us beating El Paso, RGV, San Antonio. I, I probably see a loss there. Um, Vegas is going to be interesting. Loyal could be interesting. So I mean yeah, I just don't I don't see us hitting 60. Um I think another like I said another 15, 16 points from here is reasonable. I think if we're on the lower end of that, if we're around the 11, I think that's I think that's a disappointment.
1: I'm going to make it official on the record that I don't like angry Seth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> la2 stuff because they're playing under covid rules no fans yeah i mean we play for a year without any fans so you know it's it, it is what it is we're we're, we're going to be used to that um yeah i'm not saying yeah i mean los dos is gonna lose dose, you know they they've had some really big wins they've also had some really like funky losses um Don't think we get the dub in RGV. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, But yeah, it's just El Paso is not the same. I don't think they've done enough this year. I don't see them being in the playoffs. Um, I do have concerns about playing Colorado. They are still getting healthy, but they're not good at the back. Um, So I don't know. But I mean, all of that's kind of a a long-winded answer to, to your question there, Jacob. So I just don't see 60. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) it is almost a world's bedtime. That is uh, correct. So um, yeah, so tomorrow night Sacramento Republic FC comes into the lab for the first time since 2019. The last time they were here, they did uh, drop a three spot on New Mexico United. Um, But this is a yeah 2019. That's what I said. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, And you know, United obviously has not been great at home. Well, yes, we only have the one loss, but we've been unable to finish matches in a lot of these opportunities. And Sacramento is a club that has a lot of guys like Roro, uh, you know, like Keiko. They have some guys out there that can uh, put some goals up on, on some guys. They 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 play a couple different styles. They looked good against SKC at times, and then they looked really good playing out wide on Saturday. Against Charleston Battery. Now, obviously, Battery is not a fantastic club, but that was an interesting match to watch. So, Mark Briggs has Sacramento playing well. They've balanced the the schedule well. They've managed the expectations between Open Cup play and the league. And so, I think Sacramento is a club that we should be kind of worried about on uh, on Wednesday.
2: I'll agree i I think the way they're playing right now, uh, they're definitely moving up and and playing with a lot of confidence. I mean that's they just beat uh, Kansas City and I, I, they they do scare me a little bit. Uh, I don't think we lose. Um, I'm just not 100 percent confident that we actually get the the three points at home. But uh, I think splitting, or if if we can get one win out of these two games here at home, then I'm happy. And I, if it's Miami, I don't care. I'd rather be against Sacramento because that helps us playoff wise since they're right behind us at the moment. But, um, but yeah, they're they're just looking really good right now. Yeah, oh, oh, John, I, I I'll keep talking. <laughs> or go ahead,
0: go ahead. Um, yeah, Sacramento, like, you know, I've been watching a lot more of them. You know, they've got guys and I can't pronunciations. Douglas Martinez. Like, come on. Douglas. Yeah. Douglas. Like that drove me Douglas. nuts the other night. Um, I mean, they've got some guys that we are very familiar with. I mean, Jack Gers played well. Vitiello played really well against SAC. Um, you know, they've, they're not scoring a ton of goals, but they're also not conceding a lot. Um, you know, Malik Foster's played well. I mean, they just have an abundance of talent across that front line. I think that's the strength for Sacramento and then you've got guys behind them, uh, backing them up. So, um, I don't think I don't think they're necessarily weak at the back, but I think there's opportunities to, uh, to play from the wide position to, to create some havoc among the, the defense for, for Sacramento. Um, but I mean, the, the big thing is going to be stopping and, and interrupting the the attack going forward, especially from guys you know, like uh, from uh, Rodrigo Lopez or and Keiko and any anyone you know trying to work the ball up. I mean, Rodrigo's a guy that I to me he's he's Sergio. Well, he 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 does what we want to see out of Sergio out of the midfield, but he does it like ten times better. And I also feel like he's better finishing wise than, than Sergio Mm, is. And so, uh, Roro
2: is a guy that's really dangerous and really scary to watch, uh, tomorrow night. I feel so. I, I don't, I don't want to say this about a member of our team, but I feel so validated in my feelings when we made the Sergio Rivas signing and the lack of excitement that I had compared to everybody else following this club, basically. Um, and I don't think he's lived up to the hype that that was there. Uh, but i digress yes uh rodrigo lopez uh i I liked him last year with rgv um his story is incredible that going back there and and leading that team being the pk that sends them through was a spectacular moment for him i'm sure and uh I, i i hope they now they like you said they beat a charleston team that's barely a team um this season and that makes me believe that we they're gettable right now i mean they they're coming off a high i thought maybe that charleston game might slip them up which i'm kind of glad it didn't because i think they might be due for a a just a, a a letdown so to speak with with what they've been going through lately and so i think they have a chance to to drop points here and and maybe lose all three we'll just have to see what happens but but I'm excited. I'm going to be at the game. Uh, um, me and some Burrow men are going to going to be on the sideline there, and and I'm excited for that. And uh, hopefully, we get to celebrate three points.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Earl, what are your thoughts on Sacramento tomorrow night?
2: Real quick, Harry. Appreciate you being here,
0: buddy. Uh, we will talk to you later.
2: <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for keeping us honest, Robert. <laughs> Good night, Harry
1: appreciate it i can digress sometimes um so what are my thoughts on tomorrow's match um it can go either way either one we play like we did on saturday night or sunday night and we draw or we play really good and we knock sacramento and catch them on the hangover their open cup hangover that they're still on right now um Catch them on that and we walk away with three points. I mean, it depends on what team shows up. What's the key for you
0: tomorrow night Earl? Like, where do you think United needs to be at their best?
2: Jacob, should I? Yeah, yeah, you should. Cause yeah. I love that. I love that. It's the answer every time. And Seth continues to just ask you this question. Yeah. So the key for tomorrow is score more goals than
1: Sacramento?
0: <laughs> where, are, where do you think those goals come from?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't do it tonight. I just can't. Oh,
2: man. Because it's uh, usually um, the side the of someone's foot. on the pitch, foot. right? Yeah,
1: usually the side of someone's foot. Is where it comes from. Oh um, man. Usually from a united player. Um yeah, I can go on all night with this one. Yeah. But really, I I see us getting a penalty. Um oh, man. Because that seems to be the only way we can score goals <laughs> is a penalty. So I see us
0: drawing we a didn't penalty. Score. We scored two about, not on
1: penalties on Saturday close enough
2: and the one penalty we had we didn't score <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> close enough oh, um is. i either way either way well, so what's your, yeah what's your,
0: I, what's, your, what's your what's your score prediction um,
1: three one oh thank you three wow okay uh jacob for you I wait mean, wait wait hold on hold on hold on let me, ta- no, let me no, take no that. no 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 i forgot we're playing sacramento not not the miami no no. We'll get to the one, Miami one. here in
0: just a minute. One. one, one. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Jacob, uh, for you, is there is there a particular matchup you want to watch on, on Wednesday night? Um, like who needs to who needs to better their opponent for United? Uh
2: three one sec. Um <laughs> I think kaitlyn has to to anchor that that center back position there. And, and if he can do that, um, I have faith in the guys around him. I have faith in him too. I mean, we've talked about some struggles this year, but uh, there's an attacking team that um, looked really good against SKC and, and has looked good. They, they put up four on Charleston mm-hmm. four two, right? Um, and so uh, if we can limit them and let, even if they have chances, as long as they're not the super dangerous variety, uh, I've trust in Alex and that back line to, to step up and, and shut them down. Oh, that being said two one is my score prediction because uh, it's two, one, that's the score of the season uh, so far. So it will be two, one to Mexico United.
0: Yeah. I look at this, like I said, Sacramento is dangerous. I think this is a match that Sacramento could come in and, Pick up at least a point, if not more, if we're not able to control the midfield. We need to limit the opportunities from from or limit the opportunities for Sacramento to get forward. And we really have to prevent them from trying to play through the middle. We've seen them do different things throughout the season. Uh, Against Charleston, they tried to play out wide a little bit more, like I mentioned earlier. And it worked well for them. But if they play through the middle, which is what Red Bulls 2 did on Sunday, we could potentially get destroyed. because while Kalen is still a premier center back, he doesn't have the pace to deal with direct route one football through the center. Um, and Sacramento is a club that can do that. Um, so I think again, like I said, control the midfield, control the opportunities, uh, prevent Rodrigo Lopez from getting forward and and linking up with, uh, those other forwards from Sacramento. Um, I'm going to say one nil United. Um, Low scoring match. I don't think we put up multiple goals against these guys. They don't give up a lot of goals. Um, so you yeah, just gave I, up
2: two to Charleston.
0: Yes, no, I agree. I I, I know they didn't, and they gave up three a couple weeks ago to, to Oakland, but as a whole, they don't give up a lot of goals. They're they're pretty stout to the back, and their keepers have been pretty good all season. So yeah, I think it's gonna be one nil. Yeah, Danny did really well. New Mexico United legend. Danny yeah. Vitiello, yeah. So uh, there you go. 1-0 United tomorrow night against Sacramento. And moving on to Saturday with Miami FC. The Ask it. Ask it. <laughs> Fucking ask it. I was I was waiting for Earl to say the, but you beat him to it. Um Earl was asleep. Miami, the Miami FC Actually, is not a I was not
1: asleep. Watching. I was watching demolitions on Facebook. <laughs>
0: We are live on Facebook right now. You're watching other stuff. Thank you.
1: Appreciate the professionalism,
0: Earl.
2: (laughs) This is why this is why the answer to the question you always ask him is outscore the opponent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he doesn't have time to research because he's watching demolitions on YouTube or Facebook. Um, so yeah, like I said, I haven't seen hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. In all fairness, I was going to watch this on Facebook. Um, to see what the comments were and see anything like that, but then I saw them I was like, "Ooh, squirrel bait." <laughs> okay. Um.
0: Yeah. So the Miami FC, I really don't know too much about them. I'm gonna t- watch and a little bit of them this week, kind of get a feel for what they want to do before I give my, before I write up my preview this uh, for that match. But uh, forward New Mexico and I play Romeo Parks does play for the Miami FC four goals on the season for them. Um, Robert over in chat saying the Miami sucks. Uh, Miami in five attempts playing the Western conference so far this season has picked up one point. They have lost three matches. I think it's three or four matches against the West. They lost to Colorado. They lost to Phoenix. They lost to San Antonio. Uh, they lost to Los dos. So yeah, they have not done well playing against the Western Conference this season. Um yeah, this isn't like I said, I don't know a whole about it. they're they're not bad on the road, but um I feel like this is a match that United should go into favored um and, and have a pretty good opportunity to pick up three points against uh, another Eastern Conference club.
2: Yeah, I agree. They um they've kind of been an up and down club all season they've looked decent at times and then other times they lose 4-1 to pittsburgh and you're like what are you doing miami um but no definitely a a winnable game i would say a game that we probably should win if we have uh aspirations of of being uh you know hosting a home playoff game and making some noise in the playoffs i think this is a game that you look at and you're like, OK, yeah, that should be three points, much like uh, the Red Bulls game, uh, which was three points. So if we can get through, I think if we can get four points from these two games, then then we're we're sitting pretty good. And if we can get six, then uh, then then I'm going to be real happy with where we're at. And I, I feel like six is a good possibility it, if, if we can get three points tomorrow night i think i think saturday just is is a game that we will be kicking ourselves if we do not win
0: yeah miami's aside, side they don't concede a lot of goals they're, they're they're pretty good at the back they also don't score a lot of goals they've only scored more than one goal from what i could tell three times this season, four times this season. So they're not necessarily a threat going forward. And we've obviously we're familiar with Romeo parks. We don't know. I don't know too much about many of the other players, but obviously with Romeo, he's a guy, he's big, he's got some pace, but he's going to be more of a holdup guy, situational guy, poacher. He's going to pick up some goals uh, in close uh, in close quarter situations. Um, Earl, what does United have to do to keep Romeo
1: from being a threat inside the area on Saturday up' in the midfield um if he if he gets into our back line and starts harassing Kalen and harassing uh will if he's on the back line or anything like that it's gonna be a long night for us um just speaking on Romeo Park side um. But if we were to contain him just in the midfield and make him give up the ball somewhere else, uh, make you know, make bad choices, bad passes here and there, um, I think it frustrates him that he gets taken off about the 60th minute. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I kind of I, I agree with that. Um, I don't necessarily know how much you're going to be able to how much you're gonna be able to stop Romeo in the midfield because uh, of how they like to play. They like to press up a little bit higher. They like to get Romeo, you know. You know, he's going to want to play off the shoulder of some guys, maybe get some route one football going. Um, but yeah, if you can disrupt that play going forward, um, whether it's, you know, stopping him in transition or preventing the midfielders from getting forward, then I think that's, that's where there's going to be some success for United. Um, you know, at the back, I think we're pretty solid. Um, you know, who, who do you think needs to get involved offensively uh, for this
1: match role? Offensively, uh, the, the, offensively, I would love to see either uh, Bees get involved if he's healthy or Sergio get involved if he's healthy. Um, if not, both of them get involved. Um, I would also love to see Mondo score a goal at home um, for the first time in, I believe, a year. Um, Pretty close. Somewhere yeah. around there. Um, I would also love to see Romer- Romario make some kind of difference and make the make the crowd go crazy yeah i think
0: those are some good shots i think amando bees and romario can all have a direct impact on this match if they if they do play um i don't see sergio i mean sergio is obviously out we don't know what the what the injury is uh he was listed as uh out for tomorrow night uh, on our on our match notes, um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with him. I'm going back and looking around to the, double check your your stat there um, as far as when Amando last scored at home, and wow, I'm still going. That's pretty bad. Oh, here we go, uh, September eighteenth. Amando Moreno, 48th minute against Real Monarch. So, yeah. So, let close. Months. Yeah. Right around 11 months since he last scored at home. So, Steven doing it over in chat, that beard is looking solid. Jacob, you got this. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: All right. So, guys, Saturday night, in the Miami no. FC.
2: Henry. I he said the over. name and it didn't dawn on me.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
2: right. Anybody anyway. in the
0: Miami FC coming to the lab. Jacob, scoreline prediction Saturday night.
2: Um, So they have some offensive players that, that I recognize. Uh, Christian Sarto played for RGV last year, and I believe scored on us all the time. Every time that we played them, it felt like anyways. Um, and then they have, oh, shit. Who was the other name that I was looking at? One second, one second, one second, two seconds. Three seconds. Oh, that's why. It was on my freaking computer. <laughs> uh, jackass. Uh, Kyle Murphy was a stud for Memphis last year. And when they signed him this offseason, it was a huge get uh, for them. And so they've, like, they they made splashes. I know a lot of people talked him up this offseason. So I'm not sure why they haven't necessarily been uh, as good as, as some thought they might be. Uh, based on their additions and who they brought back and everything. But um, since you came to me first, I'm going to go with the 2-1 scoreline. 2-1. All right. Um, so I just want to correct
0: one thing real quick. Um, are you correcting me? Because if yes, you are, I don't want to hear it. I'm correcting you because Christian Sorto has not scored against New Mexico United, at least in 2021. Seriously? Seriously. Elvis Amo, on the other hand.
1: You, sir. You, sir. Fake news.
2: <laughs> uh, I felt like he scored on us multiple times last year. You're talking, you're thinking, El- uh, Amo. No, because they played together, and I, I could have swore Sordo scored too. Uh, no, Amo
0: scored. In, let's see October 9th. He's also
2: scored. Okay, this he does not matter right now. I don't know why you're still going down this path. May 1st. So, Elvis, Elvis Amo did score twice against us. So, there
0: you go. <laughs> Earl, scoreline prediction Saturday night.
1: My scoreline is actually sitting in the chat right now um, by Robert because I made the mistake and thought that we played Miami first and Sacramento, um, but nope, it was the opposite. So three <laughs> one. I came here
0: for accurate reporting. and to get this?
2: <laughs> I don't know why you're coming here for accurate reporting. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. So Jacob, you, what did you, you said? Two one. Earl said three one. I'm gonna go two 0 Saturday night at the lab. Uh, I think that's a fantastic opportunity for New Mexico United. Uh, so in
1: mentioned- res- in response to uh, Steven's comment about accurate reporting, we're literally the KRQE of podcasts. I
2: don't know. I don't know what that means. What?
1: I'm lost I'm by talking that. about i'm talking about a i'm talking about a certain weatherman who calls for ninety <laughs> ninety two <laughs> and sunny and then it turns out to be like seventy two in monsoon season
2: okay I,
0: I don't even know what to say to that
2: uh, moving on <laughs>
0: Uh, So I I said 2-0, 3-1, 2-1. Those are your scoreline predictions for this weekend. Great opportunity for New Mexico United to pick up another three points. Hopefully pick up four to six points um, this weekend. Uh, Miami sucks. Leaky in the back and no direction on offense. Uh, Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. What did you call me? Leaky at the back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's accuracy. There you go. Um, So great, yeah, great opportunity for the guy to pick up four to six points this weekend, hopefully, uh, against uh, a quality side and a not-so-quality side. Um, Do want to obviously mention before we get out of here that Team of the Week announcements did come out. Uh, Nico Brett made the starting 11 for the team of the week and we'll see more got a nod to the bench. So congratulations to those guys for their performances on Saturday against the New York Red Bulls too. Um, no one is up for goal of the week, save of the week, anything like that. But I, I hate to admit it, but Aiden Quinn had a fucking fantastic goal. Uh, now, a lot of that does come down to the failure of the Colorado Springs keeper,
2: but not a is- lot of it. Yeah. Damn near all of it. Pretty. Yeah, exactly. But he yeah, literally, was, uh, he literally stands there and watches it. Yeah. He got all sorts of turned around on that. Terrible right. Player, by him. I, I, You have to award the Olympico. You
0: have to, I'm sorry. I don't think you
2: do. I compared I to the other goals that are nominated. I didn't see the other goals, but okay. I Olympicos are the most overrated goal in soccer because 95% of the time, it's just pure dumb luck that the keeper was well exactly doing something stupid and i don't like to reward luck you know i have to
0: i have to say i think they're less overrated than a panenka
2: i don't know dude that panenka freaking was (laughs) filthy no it was (inaudible) it absolutely filthy
0: yeah i I think it's easier to pull off a panenka because you no very few keepers are actually thinking that you're actually gonna do it you know um so yeah, I feel like the Olympico is something that you see far less. Um, that <laughs> thank you, Robert. We appreciate uh, no, that. Shit. Um but yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an interesting week. Uh, a lot of good matches this week. I know earlier Harry said that uh the United Sacramento was the the number two match on his uh top matches for the week um are there any other matches that stand out to you guys this week as ones that should that we should keep an eye on
2: i have not even looked at the schedule for this week there's been a whirlwind of things going on let's see here right. well here's a here's a rundown also on wednesday night new york red bulls 2 it. memphis 901. 1 got it We got it where the fuck is it saturday
0: we have, Indy have 11 in go Pittsburgh. ahead and read it uh, Legion against Atlanta United 2, Loudoun versus L.A. Galaxy 2, oh, I got it. Tampa I got it. versus Detroit, Loose City in Charleston, Memphis 901 and Hartford, uh, Monterey Bay in El Paso, Orange County in Colorado, San Diego, San Antonio, Rising Las Vegas Lights, and Sacramento RGV round out the weekend.
2: Can I so root
1: that, for uh, – go ahead, Earl. Hold on, hold on. Is that Rising match in Vegas or is it in Phoenix? It's in Phoenix. It's in Phoenix. Okay, so that's one match I want to see. Um, and the second match I want to see is the Loose City, um, Charleston. I say Loose City, Charleston.
2: I like when you realize yeah, it was Charles. Yeah, yeah. Like City plays Charleston.
1: <laughs> never mind about that. Just, I, a, just a Phoenix match, then.
2: Can I root for San Antonio?
1: Yes, okay. I would rather see San Antonio win, San
0: Antonio that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, it does have implications for New Mexico United if results go our way. Um, the club did point out that if by, if we do manage to pick up six points, we could potentially move into second place in the West. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, a match. that's going to have some implications for us. The Colorado Springs match could have some potential implications if Orange County pulls up another win. Um, so yeah, some matches to watch, and I think Monterey could potentially beat El Paso on Saturday evening. Um, Guaranteed, I guarantee you they beat El Paso Saturday. You weekend. guarantee that one? Okay. Um, so yeah, there's some interesting matches this weekend um, to keep an eye on, especially if Colorado is, is not healthy, if El Paso is not playing well. I mean, they're you know they've lost three in a row. El Paso is just a shit storm right now, so.
2: El Paso has been a fraud all season. They started off like shit. They played a lot more games than everybody else, which drove them up the table because they were getting results from them. And then now they're playing like shit again. It's, Mm -hmm. they are, my guess is they don't make the playoffs. If, if I had to, if I had to say which, if there was, looking at the standings now, I think there's only one team that falls out, and I think it's El Paso.
0: Yeah. I mean, looking at how things are now, there's a little bit of separation now from fourth to fifth. I mean, there's five points there. Republic does have a match in hand, but United has matches in hand on everybody else. So, um, <clears throat> except for San Antonio, basically. Um, but yeah, looking down through the rest, I mean, there's some room for some movement there. Uh, I don't know who ends up in those final playoff spots, but El Paso is a club that I could see fall out. Las Vegas could potentially fall out. Um, I have way
2: more faith in Las Vegas. than oh, yeah. El Paso.
0: No, I, I do too. But it, if they can't string together enough results and they will fall out, but uh, I think they're going to outperform El Paso uh, through the end of the season. Yeah. You know, they've got two matches in hand on them. they only one point back. So um, room there for Las Vegas to move up room, plenty of room for El Paso to move down. Um, San Diego has most goals scored, and Sa- San Antonio has the fewest conceded. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic match. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I do have one final question for you guys before we get out of here. And I, and I hate to do. This. We talked about it last week. We talked about John Morrissey. We talked about his projections. The the big thing after
2: the weekend was that, Are, San, Sa- Sa- is that Phoenix they're is supposedly living back. Living rent free in your head said no. The, pay the, attention to Phoenix. They're Fuck not them. living
0: rent free in my head. It's the it's the reaction from around the USL Championship saying that saying that phoenix is back that they're back on track that you know i mean the the monday morning thread over on the subreddit was phoenix rising rising you know people like oh santa phoenix is back on track with the number of points they are going to get and all this kind of stuff their playoff projections are they back does does one win over a poor colorado springs side is that enough to convince you
2: that phoenix is back what is your definition of back Because if it's back to being the Phoenix Rising that we thought they were going to be and top of the table and continue for a championship, no. If it means they're back as they're going to compete for the last one or two playoff spots and have a decent chance of getting it, then yes. They're only four points back of seventh place right now. They are five points back of El Paso in sixth place, but have two matches in hand on them. Mm Mm-hmm. They have a schedule that's not, I mean, to me, the Western Conference is just tough, kind of top to bottom, so schedules are going to be about the same, but they've got Vegas, Orange County, El Paso, RGV, Colorado, Oakland, San Diego, Monterey Bay, Sacramento, Red Bulls 2, RGV, and Atlanta United 2. So so, thank you, scheduling gods, for giving them Atlanta United too on the last <laughs> day of the fucking season, um, and and yet we're the conspirators with the league to screw them over. I mean, okay, yeah, um, like you look at that. You got Sacramento, who I think will be a playoff team. You've got Loyal, who will be a playoff team. And then you've got El Paso and Oakland, who's fighting for a playoffs, but I don't. They're not scary. Uh, another Colorado match um and vegas who's fighting for a playoff team their their schedule is fairly easy going down the stretch uh if they can find at least any kind of form and so i would not be surprised if they end up in seventh sixth place and and everybody's talking about them making a run in the playoffs now i don't know if they'll make a run in the playoffs or not The playoffs are kind of a crapshoot anyways. Trying to figure out a single elimination playoff game is, or playoff bracket is kind of impossible. Um, We saw that last year with Phoenix and El Paso going down in the first round. Uh, So I, they are back in the sense that they have looked better the last three games. I mean, they are on a four match shutout streak um which before that had happened what we were talking about their defense just being a sieve um and now all of a sudden they've rattled off four four straight undefeated against loose city who we've talked about as being really good sacramento we're talking about is in really good form oakland who's a playoff potential and then caro springs who yes they have been struggling but they're still A top three team in the league as it sits right now, or top three team in the West as it sits right now, and they destroyed them for nothing. So, as much as I don't want it to be true, Phoenix definitely looks like a team that very well could be uh, a playoff team come November or October. I I think the only problem with your analysis is
0: despite the shutout streak, Phoenix is still leaky, extremely leaky at the back. They're giving up lots of opportunities. They are. And a lot of the success that they've had in these last four matches has been because of Ben Lunt. And that's but, the only thing. That's the only reason they didn't lose. what City tells game.
2: you that's not going to change? Nothing. Because well, as far as Ben Lund, not the. I mean, the defense is going to be a sieve at the back, but we personally saw Ben Lunt stand on his head twice in a row earlier this season. He's done it now four times in a row here. He is that keeper. He Mm -hmm. is that guy. So as long as they have him between the sticks and an offense that does any kind of clicking, like it did against Colorado Springs, you're looking at a team that, while the back three or four or the back line, however many they want to put back there, is questionable, uh, they just need them to make enough plays and learn to stand on his head which normally you sit here and say, "Well, they, he can't do that every match." Well, he's done it four fucking matches in a row, yeah. and he's—we saw him do it two matches in three days to us. He's—he is that—he is that capable of doing that on a night in and night out basis. So, because of that, I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt that they can at least make a run here. Yeah, Lunt has been the guy. He's been the game changer for them more than anybody else on
0: that on that side this year because without him, they lose any number of these matches um, because they don't have the defensive ability to, to close out clubs this year and prevent opportunities like they have in the past. Um, looking at the Colorado match, they surrendered a ton of possession. They sat back early, played off the counter, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that but I think against a better defensive club than Colorado Springs, Phoenix doesn't get those opportunities. And so I think that's something that we see kind of disappear in the coming matches. Now, Earl on paper, Phoenix is back into their schedule appears to be fairly friendly for them. There is a, there's a, there's a very real possibility that outside of Atlanta and Charleston, I think it's who we said is on their schedule. Um, Where's my oh, where's right my mouse? There it is. Um Red Bulls too and Atlanta United. Outside of those two, there's a possibility that rising could see losses in a number of these matches if they don't play consistently good attacking football. I mean, so Earl, the same question to you. I mean, is rising back to you in terms of as Jacob put it, being in the playoff hunt, and can they sustain it through the end of the season?
1: Don't pretend like you didn't ask that question. Is that okay? Fine. Fine by me. All right. So here's here's my take. Why? Here's my take. Here's my take. Here, here it is. Phoenix beat a struggling Colorado Springs team. No, they're not back. You beat a struggling Colorado team who's lost more matches than they've played in the past month.
2: Why are you so... putting me in the position to be a Phoenix defender? I don't like this position. But I try to look oh, at the no, rationally. they're not back though. And they're rationally, not. yes, they it, I they're if you look at that the playoff standings right now. Rationally out of listen. Out of, listen. Rationally out of El Paso, listen. Vegas, Los Dos, Oakland, and Phoenix. Oh dear God. <laughs> what two out of those do you think make it? I didn't hear your list. El Paso, Vegas. Los Dos, Roots, and Rising. Vegas and Roots. I could see that. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Phoenix has two matches in hand on Roots and is only a point behind them. We talked about them being behind El Paso five points, but being two games in hand on them. Mm -hmm. They've got a game in hand on Los Dos and are three behind them. All it takes... In this situation, they play Oakland, they play Los Dos, they play lights. twice. No, just this weekend, I think. And I think they play El Paso again. So they have a game against all five of those, all four of those opponents. And they have games in hand. And I don't know. They, I have enough respect for them, even if I hate them, that if gun to my head, you're telling me to pick two teams there. Phoenix is one of them, hands down. Nope. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Great
0: discussion but here's there. Why,
1: here's why Phoenix won't make it.
2: They still have Rick Kent <laughs> as their head coach. They don't want to get rid of him anymore. The fans are, are fine with him now after a 4 nothing win.
1: They literally had a fucking TIFO on him at that home. That was before the 4-0 9-0, 9-0. So... Earl. Okay. That was okay. before the so 4-0 win. So if Phoenix loses, or when Phoenix loses again on, on Saturday when they play, are you going to go back and say that
2: they're that they're back on the bandwagon to ship them out? Yeah. Yeah, because that's Phoenix fans. They're flippity-floppity. They're waffle irons. They, you know, and they... Good times, they're fine. Bad times, the world is falling or the sky is falling, and they want to kill themselves. That's just it's just the way. <laughs> that's the way those fans are. Um, you're a curling iron. I don't know why you're getting mad at me for the how the fans react to this stuff. It's not my fault. You're a curling iron. I don't know what that means, but
0: thank you. All right, so Jacob is defending Phoenix Rising this evening. Earl is against. Yeah, Phoenix because you Rising. guys are idiots.
2: <laughs> Coming from the one who defends a Phoenix Rising. Look, I'm looking at this rash lane, not with my little pee heart. <laughs> all right, everyone. I think I I like how you just about hard to, hard do to do it back. for
0: us this evening. Great discussions all around. Um, <laughs> Earl is on the El Paso wagon. Jacob, Phoenix, have come join San Antonio. I've been high on San Antonio all season. I really have. Even <laughs> I have not. I have not. No, you
1: haven't um no i, I was jacob I was, jacob I is just scrubbing rick kent's dirty gym socks that's his problem
2: i'm not on their bandwagon okay i just but think before they, he scrubs them those teams they are one of the top two options to come out of the into the playoffs out of those five teams that's all i'm saying before he scrubs them he takes
1: them and this is a glove by the way and before he puts them in the wash he sniffs them and then puts them in the wash.
0: <laughs> all right. Great discussions all around. Appreciate you guys both being here this evening. Earl you uh, must feet. Just about do it for us. Clean.
1: Uh, so he cleans them. Jacob, get us out of here. <laughs> Which isn't hard because he's always on the ground, so they're
2: usually already clean. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Anyways, we have ran the gamut tonight. Uh, Hang on. Can, we,
1: can we talk about New Mexico Yaffle?
2: No, we cannot. Oh, no, I, we I'm can. so. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Earl. No. Jeez. Um, New Mexico Yaffle, for oh, whatever God. reason, has decided to schedule. No, no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Earl, I hate you right now. Hate you with a passion right now. We ran the gamut from wwe to talking about three united matches with a lot of uh nonsense in between there so um that's what you you should expect from this podcast uh we will talk about real things but there will also be a lot of nonsense that's why our episodes are an hour and a half all the time um (laughs) but you know if you love it you love it if you hate it you hate it uh, Jacob is a curly man. Yes, that is also something that was said on this podcast. As was punting a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you enjoy it, or if, if you just want to see luck, us next uh, week, God.
1: if if you don't see us next week, it's because we were canceled.
2: No, I don't think we've said anything cancelable. Cancelable.
1: We talked about punching uh, a baby. Not tonight anyway. Not no,
2: tonight, We did not. It was there was not a baby. It was a kid, first of all. <laughs> oh and it I, wasn't it wasn't talking we weren't talking about it in the context that we would do it. We were talking about the context that somebody did do it back in the eighties. Because that's I, when I Seth do, was in his formative years. years. Um I do want to mention real quick,
0: sorry, Jacob. Uh, guys, this is episode number ninety five.
2: Ninety five. Ninety
0: five full episodes of this. We have done bonus things, so technically we're over the the century mark but 95 full episodes uh tonight uh huh, in God. five weeks we will be celebrating our 100th episode i'm working on getting uh something set up for that so hopefully can we do a giveaway, do a giveaway?
1: if you want to i want to give away jacob
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, give sure. out to whichever uh, fan base bids the most Let's do my own podcast. Screw you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, working on setting up something for that. I mean, if you, want it, or really if you want to do a giveaway, we can talk about doing a giveaway off, off air. But um, working on getting something for episode 100. So be here in five weeks. Thank you,
2: um, Henry. Thank you. Yeah. All right. See so yeah, you. there you go. Uh, Anyways, if you loved this kind of stuff, if you hated this kind of stuff, if you're indifferent on this kind of stuff and just need something on in the background, um. Sorry, I got really thrown off. Because why do you have a... what? Where do you work now? Who needs a forklift operator? Anyways, uh, if you love it, hate it, indifferent to it, uh, tune us again. Oh, my gosh. What, Earl? You're muted, Earl. <laughs> hey, Stephen. if you want
1: to go ahead and shoot Jacob a text to get my number, um, I can help you out with that.
2: I don't think he's... I think he's lying, is what I... He's a... Last I knew, he was a surveyor, and they don't need forklifts in surveying. So, but uh, if he's serious, I will get him in touch with you.
1: Yeah. If you're serious, go and get in touch with Jacob, who will get in touch with me, who will get in touch with my people to get back to you. And
2: Cut
0: three inches, three foot back curb.
1: There you go.
0: What? I worked for a land surveyor. My grandfather was a land surveyor
2: oh you and you and steven should talk okay <laughs> Punching. what the oh my god <laughs> oh. earthquake in albuquerque <laughs> apparently Jesus. okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this guys thank you so much for watching uh <laughs> um next week tuesday be here nine o'clock we'll be talking about two united matches that happened. And we will be previewing two more. Uh, and with that, until next week, some be You've been listening to Somos Mas,
0: your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.